Hello and welcome back to the Hot Topic section. If this is your first time here, my name is Tayang. I'm from Year 9 and will be mainly hosting these Hot Topics sections and asking some big questions. My sport hero is Jizuru Hanyu, the nickname GOAT, greatest of all time ice skater. And now, onto our topic of today. Tickets free but stadiums vacant. That is the reality of SEA Games 2022. Aside from the national favorite sport football and finals for popular sports such as volleyball, the audience going to watch other sports are so little that at one stadium not even two-thirds of the seats were filled. And the tickets were free. Why is that? Were the other sports not promoted enough? Or is it just because Vietnamese citizens do not have strong interest in other sports? Well, I personally think that other sports weren't fully promoted. This is an unfortunate thing as many amazing sports are unable to receive loss of reception and the livelihoods of athletes from lesser known sports could be in danger as athletes are paid much more when they and their sports are popular and they will also have, an, have opportunities for diversified income sources, for example through advertisements. Now, ways in which we can promote lesser known sports more are through frequent advertisement and shows explaining and highlighting the best parts of these sports. Another way we can promote these sports is through collaborations with music acts that have a lot of influence on the general public, especially with rappers, as it has been quite a trend to promote products and services through short songs with rappers. As a reminder, please take my suggestion for marketing lightly as I do not have a lot of experience with it. Anyway, should unknown sports be promoted as much as popular sports or more? Now remember... The Livelywood Lionhearts team would love to hear discussions in the school corridors. That's gonna be it for today's hot topic. So, until next time, now on to the next section. Hello, my name is Chen Lam. And my name is Chung Tung, and we're going to talk about the up-and-coming events in the sports calendar. On Saturday 4th, June, there will be a swimming gala being held at Eunice from 8am to 4pm. Come along and support BIS. Also, if you love basketball, make sure to check out the breathtaking NBA basketball playoffs. The second game will start on June 2nd. On 10th to the 12th of June is the next Formula One race in Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Make sure to check it out. Coming up for primary students, if you're a tennis fan, look out for Wimbledon. Also for primary students, on the 7th or 14th of June is the Premier House Sports Day. Now. We're going to rewind back about how it went and what has happened in the North Anglia Swimming Gala on 27th of May last week. Everyone was extremely competitive and had tried their best. I was very nervous because it had been a long time since we had a sport event at school and it was very tiring too. Everybody was cheering for their friends and siblings. Parents also came and they can't get rid of their eyes of the intense swimming. Thank you for listening. And stay tuned for the next part. Hello, everybody. If you are new to this podcast, my name is Casey. I'm in year 12. And I'm going to be talking to you about mental health in this podcast. I'm also the mental health prefect. So if you guys have any concerns, uh, I'm always here to listen. In today's episode, I'll be talking about how to incorporate fitness into your school life and a little bit on how it can help you mentally. Our school days are very busy, (laughs) I know mine is, but what I try to do is at least 30 minutes of exercise each day. That could be walking, running, or any sport of your choice really. My top tip is to get a planner and schedule out your week. 
I love my planner it's actually my favorite thing it keeps me very organized and keeps me from feeling overwhelmed with all the things that I do so first of all what you want to do is write out your in your planner or on a piece of paper and write everything that is bricked into your week what I mean by this is things that are non-negotiables like school so I put that into my weekly schedule obviously every single week Then I factor in other things like ECAs and homeworks and all the commitments that I commit to. After I've done that, I can put things that I do for my balance. For me, that's sports. So I put the days that I have sports ECAs and the days that I want to go to the gym or go on a run. And when I'm seeing it visually on paper, I feel committed to it and that I know those are the days that I'm working out and those are the days that I'm committed to and it it's I really like to know what's happening and when because it kind of keeps my head in a more clear place for the upcoming week other things you can do to factor sport into your daily life is try to take the stairs instead of the elevator this is a really easy one because I know that when I get home from school the last thing I want to do is walk up six flights of stairs but it is a healthier alternative and it can help with your cardiovascular fitness as well always make time for exercise that you enjoy if you hate to run don't force yourself to run because it's not something you will stick to you want to fix something that's going to be sustainable for you that you are going to enjoy if you're forcing yourself to go on a run if you're forcing yourself to swim it's it's just it's going to affect you negatively which is the complete opposite of what we're trying to achieve here Make the weekend a time for longer and more physical activities. I know that in the weekend, all I want to do is just lie in bed all day. But with the amount of work that, you know, piles up, you have work to do. But I also try to make sure to do at least, again, one form of physical exercise, but kind of make it longer. So what I do is if I was going to go on a walk after school, for example, it would probably be like 20 minutes because I have work to do. But on the weekend, I would spread it out to maybe 45 minutes or even an hour, listening to a podcast, listening to music and just really like living in the present moment and kind of grounding myself. Limit screen time. I know that all I want to do when I get home is just sit on my phone, but screens can take up a lot of our day and sometimes I don't even realise how much I'm on my phone, whether that's taking pictures of things to upload on OneNote or going on TikTok or scrolling through Instagram, you know, or my really bad habit is that I actually have teams on my phone. So I'm on teams quite a lot on my phone instead of having kind of that down relaxing time. Walking on your lunch breaks or in between classes, I do this a lot. I do it to get my steps in, but I also use it as a stress reliever. When I'm stressed, what I'll do is I'll pace around school and give myself time to think, reflect and ground myself. Participation in physical activity can also increase your self-esteem and can reduce stress and anxiety, which are common feelings that that we feel throughout the week. Those are the things I would suggest with incorporating fitness into your daily life and routine. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about lack of motivation and how to overcome that. Hello, everyone. I'm Olivia. Yes, I'm back, unfortunately for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about the definition of productivity. 
The time I'm recording this is during test weeks, and I gotta admit, as a year seven student, I have never experienced such chaotic weeks with multiple tests every day, because we didn't have a lot of those during online learning. And just a message to some secondary students out there: Wow, how do you deal with this? And I'm only in year seven. Everyone in year seven were literally dying this week. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that my main focus during these weeks was to be productive. Now I spent days just sitting at my desk, working, 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 and working. I finished all my homework on time and got prepared for my test. Does that sound like productivity to you? People assume that it means getting a lot of things done every day, and so did I for a long time. But in reality, it's finding a balance between getting important things done consistently as well as fitting in what you enjoy. It's about managing your energy, not your time. For example, I definitely neglected my hobbies because it was quote unquote unproductive. If your definition of productivity is this, then what do you get out of it? Not even joy. If you're done with your work, you're done. Don't try fit everything on your to-do list in one day just because you have time. Like I did, you'll regret it. I know so many people tell you to just take breaks, like I did in the first podcast, but we don't have to talk about that. But we students know that there's just so much homework and tests that break is definitely going to seem like you're procrastinating. And you know, I'm not going to be here to tell you to stop studying for your tests and simply rest. Yes, you have work to complete, and yes, you are busy. But like sometimes it's okay to chill. You don't need to physically stop yourself from taking a break just because you have too much work. If you need a break, you take a break. One tip that I think will be useful is to use a planner. I've recently started using a planner, and it's so much easier to keep track of test dates and other plans. If you're able to get one that allows you to organize daily plans too, because you can write down your timetable and to-do list. Or if you prefer having all your plans on a digital workspace, Notion is a good app to download for free. Simply search Notion download and get the free plan. I'm advertising now. It's basically a lot of documents with customizable templates for to-do lists, goals, reading lists, and more. My second tip is don't forget yourself. I know it's like one of those tips when you're meditating where they say don't forget to breathe. Like obviously you're gonna breathe, but in all seriousness, really don't forget yourself. Homework, studying, tests—that's not you. It's your hobbies that make up you, so don't lose that. You know, I'm the one giving all these advice and rambling about random things that come into my mind, but honestly, it's not like I have all these perfectly done either. Like always, don't be afraid to reach out to someone for help. You can always contact the members in this podcast for any worries or any topics you want to listen to. That's all I have for now. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the community's insight section of the podcast. So. A few weeks ago, some of our teachers were involved in a very challenging tri- triathlon. The name, if you were in BIS for a few years, you may recognize the name Ironman Triathlon. Before the virus came, there was that one time in the year where the teachers would come into school and talk about how they went through such a demanding task. Well, it has been three years since then, and now they're back, where we will dive deeper into what they did. Well, why don't you introduce yourselves, your names? How were you involved in the recent triathlon? Uh, well, I'm Rob Shepley, a computer science teacher. I joined the school last year, and I found out that there was a triathlon um, in Denang this uh, this spring. Uh, I'd done a few triathlons before over the last sort of ten years, and because the triathlon's been uh, postponed a couple of times, a few teachers have left, and there were some spare places. So uh, I, I volunteered to jump in 
as part of a relay team and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Mr Hoare, I'm an English teacher. Um, yeah, I did the triathlon a few years ago before Covid and enjoyed it, so I'd signed up for this one. I had to wait a couple of years, but it was all good in the end. Uh, I'm Miss Price, English teacher, and yeah, similar really. I um, first joined as part of a relay team in 2018, and then we did one in 2019, and then had to wait a little while for, for this one. Ah, okay. Um, this question is for those who have worked in a team. Um, so, Mr. Shapley, Miss Price. So, how were you able to use teamwork effectively to finish the course? How important do you think teamwork is for triathlons? Uh, I, th I think it's very important in a relay team, for sure. Um, but being the swimmer, I, I got to go first. So, um, you don't get, you can't really get cheered on very much. Uh, when you're out in the ocean, you can't really hear anything that's going on. Uh, but before you get in, you're with the team, everyone's geeing you up and, and hoping that you can do your best. So you really sort of, you feel like you're going out first, and well, you are going out first, but um, you feel like you don't want to let the side down and you, you put your best efforts in. And, uh, and then afterwards, uh, from my point of view, I, I hang around with the rest of the spectators cheering the team on. Um, yeah, similar really, in that you there's a there's a sense of accountability to the to the other people in your team. So, Mr. Shepley had done a great job in the water, so I felt really responsible uh, not to, to to let that down really, so to keep going. And also, it's typically really hot. So what happens then is if you're you know, the, the longer you're out for, uh, the harder it is for your runner. So you need to get back as soon as possible, really. Right. Thank you. Um, so, the concept of the runner's high is very popular in endurance sports, meaning that an endurance athlete would usually feel like a strong sense of relaxation or even joy doing long or intense exercises. Have you three experienced some forms of that, of relaxation or joy during your triathlon? Is it what keeps you going? Uh, or, and then, if not, then what keeps you going when the race kind of gets tough for you? I think, I think as far as running's concerned, uh, the, the feeling I, I usually get is nausea. <laughs> it's really hard work. I don't like the running bit. The swim bit, I really, I love being in the water, so I, yeah, I do get a bit of a high there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you get the feeling when you feel like you are doing a good job and you can continue doing that, especially when you realise that you're going to be able to keep going to the end as you want to. That's a really good feeling, like that uh, you feel like what you've done is working and it's quite, quite like relaxing and you feel really positive about the experience especially when you get near the end <laughs> yeah I, i'm always really emotional by the end of it all like i you know uh, i think um the, the the camaraderie and everything uh, sort of you know finishing and and sort of getting in and everyone's cheering you on you're just seeing everybody be kind of the best version of themselves i find that something that's uh, you know it's quite an emotional experience really keeps you mm -hmm. going so how, in your opinions, um, does participating or competing in, or even training for a triathlon, benefits your mental health? Or, yeah, I, I think I think any kind of physical exercise is really good for sort of regulating stress, and uh, it, it is quite a stressful job actually being a teacher. I, I would never have said that six years ago before I trained as a teacher, but uh, now I, now I'm really seeing how uh, how stressful it is. So I I, I think I've always felt that. Um, yeah, any kind of physical exercise has been really good um, for my mental well-being. Yeah. Do you think um, like endurance sports have made 
your mental health stronger by any means? As in, like, tougher? You're able to get through that um, that pain when you're you're going through the triathlons, or do you don't feel that um, hardness or that pain when you do the triathlons? I don't know about when you're doing it so much, but I find the training is very helpful for stopping me feeling stressed and like making me feel better. Like when you, because you obviously have to do a lot of training, so it takes a long time. When you're going out for a few hours away from home, away from potentially work or where, where you can't try and fix any like work problems or any other problems, just being out on a bicycle or being running quite far away from home or from other people can often be very relaxing. For me, that's something, a part of it that I enjoy. So the training is often as much or more beneficial than the, the races. The race is just the reason that you do the training. <laughs> I think there is something about finding out a bit about what you're capable of that I think is, is good for you. Uh, to realise that, uh, you know, you, you can uh, you can push yourself and do a bit more. I think there is something in that as well. I, I actually just go back to what Simon was saying about, uh, I was in the pool just yesterday and uh, swimming and then afterwards I was reflecting back on it actually about how, how much it, you just, uh, it's having some headspace, there's nobody else to disturb you, you're just going up and down the pool and some people say that's really boring but actually I, I don't I don't think about that, I'm always thinking about you know, uh, addressing sort of problems or conversations that I need to have with somebody in my head so it is really useful. So you'd say it's very meditative? Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. uh, yeah in a way, yeah, yeah. So this very much links to our next question and our last question. How do endurance sports help you with work or with life as a teacher? I think, like Mr Shepley said, sometimes it can be very stressful as a teacher. It tends to be certain times of year things get very busy and, and quite tiring and difficult so it's nice to have a release at that point if you've had a long day it's a great feeling to be able to go out for a run or a swim or something and, and try and forget about those problems for a little while yeah, i think i think release is the right word yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's good to let off steam and uh, actually being a teacher's pretty physical job uh, <laughs> not so much when we're in virtual school uh, but now we're back face to face and you're on your feet you know almost all day almost like performing on stage and it is to be uh, in, in reasonably good shape is, is pretty important i think do you think that um think that um sorry that preparing for a lesson or maybe marking students work has the same sort of like boringness or the same sort of feeling as you know doing something such as running or swimming for a very long time do you think those two you, you feel the same or are you able to use um, that familiarity with the running and the triathlons to put it into your work like maybe it's the work is so long and you can still continue on oh you mean like that's so marking like as an endurance yeah it can take a long time to mark work depending on what it is but no I, I think um, you know when I'm marking work I normally take an interest in what students are saying because they, they, they often come up with things that I hadn't thought of myself so yeah. I, yeah it's not a problem it's not meditative in the same no. in the same way because you are taking stuff out of it so actually in, in many ways it can still be quite mentally taxing in that mm -hmm. you're thinking about you're identifying the things that Pat you need to reteach or go over mm -hmm. and and those misconceptions and things like that so I don't think it's that same you can get lost in it in the same way that you can with exercise stuff yeah. And yeah, I think that's it for the community's insight section of the podcast. And thank you all for appearing in the podcast today. I hope that our great guest has provided you something you might never knew before. 
maybe you should consider trying out this sport for yourselves and see what happens. Who knows until you're taking that first pace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Thank you. So that's the end of the podcast. We'll see you next Friday. Hakuna Matata.